Welcome to the first ever podcast of the Roadrunners, uh, brought to you by your host, Jason Bleach, as known as Jeech. Right here, we got a very special guest, my boy, my long Skinny penis. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, a long friend of mine from the competitive Call of Duty scene since AW, my boy, Kevin Perot. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How you been? Man, I've been, been a just, minute. Dude, it's been so long. The amount the amount of history we have with each other, the amount of roast, the shit talking, bro, it never gets old. We still shit talk till this no. day. Bro. You know. Yeah, it but is. it's funny though, and it's worth it, you know what I mean? It is funny, but with the process of like how long we've known each other and competed, we've we've always had our battles, but we always stuck together, like no matter what. Bro, I can't. Yeah, for sure. Your problem was just that you sucked. Oh yeah, I sucked as an OBJ player, <laughs> ASM one. Bro, I was the asset of the team. That is a proven fact. We just players the asset, man. The objective player is always the ass. Like it's the team. Like we get bitched at. We yeah, but in. you can't play the objective if I'm not doing my job and slaying out. Oh yeah, no shit. You I can slay I mean? it once in a blue moon back in that time, but like, there's always a thinking process in it. There, there's no other way of like putting it towards that. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, man, like, I don't know. We've been off and on talking. We still connect with each other. We've always been busy people. Um, man, I don't know. Like, what are you today in society? Um, I mean, I, I own my own team, Tenacity Gaming. Yep. Sponsored by Roadrunners. So, yes, sir. Well, more of a partnership than anything, I feel like. But I don't know. Just trying to make my way in this world, man. Working hard, trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Tired, of, tired of just being at the bottom. It's time to get to the top where we belong. So I think I'm just working really hard to get there. For sure. We've been at the bottom for too long, man. Underrated. Underrated, 100%. Like, there's multiple times in the process of you trying to build something and it just collapsed based on um, the amount of stress and stuff like that, trying to find the team, trying to compete and all that stuff. Like the way you went through things and the way you wanted to run the team, not a lot of people process through that. So your, your thing was, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think the main thing really was that we were just young, man. We were young and nobody really wanted to stick through it. You know, people couldn't take a loss because we were all 16, 17 years old just trying to play. And when we lost, we got upset and pissed off and just blamed it on everyone else but ourselves. But now I think, especially the team that I got going on, we're, we're a lot older. Um, we kind of know our way around the world now, so we're not just a bunch of pissed off little testosterone-filled kids anymore. Yeah. So we can make we're, it work. You guys are more mature now to the point where you guys can take the laws. You guys can negotiate, look over VODs and stuff like that in the process of yeah, yeah. building. Because starting up a team is the hardest thing to ever do in esports now. 
Like it's hard right. because the way the COD is doing it, the Halo, like there's games out there that are in the competitive scene, but you also gotta picture what's the big picture. Like you're taking the risk of having these COD teams compete in challengers when it's right. nearly impossible at this very moment to even get the point of a CDL because the way I was listening to a podcast, it was Hector Rodriguez, AKA optic hex. And, um, uh, it was scumpy formal. It was either hitch or, um, maniac. They were all talking and, yeah. um, kids like kids now these days or teams winning, they literally can only get picked up. From what I've heard, like there, it's literally impossible to have your own state in that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the biggest. I, I feel like that's the worst thing that Call of Duty has ever done is franchising, because now I don't know. Like when I was when I was younger and like I actually started getting into Call of Call of Duty, right? My number one thing was I want to go pro, and back then it was simple. You know what I mean? You win, you, you play, you win, you play in the pro circuit. You know what I'm saying? You get a chance to win against pros. But now, it's more or less who's got the fucking most money and who can pay for a franchise, you know, a spot in the franchise. And, you know, most kids don't just have 25 million fucking dollars laying around. You know what I mean? So, to me, it's just, it, it kills the dream of becoming a pro Call of Duty player. And that's what I feel like has kept the scene alive is just the thought like, yeah, 95% of these kids, they're not even close to good enough to make it pro, but at least they could dream about it. You know what I mean? Now it's just like, well, it's never going to happen. So what's the point? And a lot of kids don't play anymore because of it. They'd rather go play Fortnite or apex or something like that, where they can make it by themselves. You know what I mean? So yeah, for that's an just example, my take on it. For really. an example, like Warzone, Warzone's bopping right now in tournaments tournament winnings streaming like a lot of yeah. small streamers are growing now from like what they were averaging back when they were doing the competitive the gbs and all that stuff like a lot of people have right. rotated into warzone when they're competitive because they can still keep that competitive asset but also make money in the process and uh create content so right the way the way like it's it's so it's so hard because the amount of fans and people actually caring about the game and grinding for it is so shocking on how uh, people and just in general, like MLG, for an example, UMG, uh, ESL, like there was multiple tournaments for people to place and get noticed and go to like there were small teams that could go to Call of Duty XP and stuff like that just for that process yeah like, there's multiple teams that i've seen that were small like 5k followers in that tournament in the cdl tournament open bracket mm -hmm. because you go through the open bracket you win all your open bracket uh, matches and then it's the top 16 teams and then in that process and then day three was top eight and it was single elimination or double elimination so they right. would have like it was always the top four teams like top eight teams they would have all eight teams in the upper bracket and then have two uh like nine and ten or something like that in the lower bracket 
to have a chance, but whoever loses from the upper bracket goes the loser, and they have to beat that team to continue on in the process of the lower bracket. But from the franchising right. mode of what they did for Call of Duty, I think it. I think they should have waited, and because um, they're just turning out like I don't legends. think it should ever be applied. It franchising is for League of Legends, Dota, and um, Counter Strike, and Overwatch. I think those are the franchising games. In a way, but in I think Call right. of Duty isn't ready for franchising. The way up and new up and comers are like really grinding, and then they look, they're like, "Well, now I got to be the best of the best, play in these challengers, and get top like top four in challengers to even get noticed by pros." For an example, like some ex pros like are yeah. struggling with that because they're not getting the offers. Because they're keeping consistency. Go ahead. And what really kills it, I think, mostly right now, for me, like, I I own a team, right? So if me playing competitively with my foreman, you know, say we were in Challengers and we win a couple cups and we want to go pro or, you know, so be it. We're not all going to get an offer. You know what I mean? We can't go as a full team. Tenacity... We'll, we'll never be in the pro circuit as a team. It's going to be, oh, you know, Prof gets dragged up, and now, now you know, I, I'm leaving my team behind right. and giving up my dream of having my own successful team. So now it's you kind of got to sacrifice your dream. I, I, I don't even know, man. It's, it's really hard to comment on it. Kind of, kind of really is upsetting. I feel like it really killed the scene, man, but, but they're making a lot of money, so. It, it killed the scene, yeah, I mean, but also in your process of, like, how you're explaining it. Like, yeah, you leave your team, but you can also move into the process of, like, your actual future of what you wanted to be, a pro gamer. I know I it, it's hard to say. It's, like, a lot of teams now are expanding into different platforms of gaming, fighting games. Yeah. Battle Royale games. Um, like... Clash Clans, Clash Royale, like Fortnite, like multiple games. Rogue Company, for an example, they're not even going to do anything. Halo, like there's multiple games that won't franchise for a reason. They have those regional people. So if Call of Duty did it a different way of doing a regional championships, picking top pros to play for their state in a regional big event for like the biggest event, like second biggest event, X Games when they did X Games for like only three years and then they stopped like they need to do something like that but also um, have a branding state so for an example Optic there's Chicago Optic Chicago they that's that's them if they went into something like a second big tournament Multiple teams, like, they can grind these 2Ks, make two grand, 200, like, pro points or whatever, but they should at least, like, UMG and MLG needs to step up and start hosting small tournament winnings. For people that actually want to make this a living and also still do content, 
because the people that are doing these competitive like this competitive game in Call of Duty, they have to physically stream or make content to be able to even expand themselves into a bigger environment like the pro circuit. That's that's why right. that's why I'm actually yeah. kind of sad that they don't have the top AM type local leagues or they don't have the semi pros or even an open bracket tournament for $25,000. Like how they used to for MLG and UMG, CS like ESL, although like UGC like or MES like I remember miss I remember that tournament, the Mississauga events. Like that tournament was huge for people because it was a local type brand. And then you got uh, NJR, like the New Jersey uh, Rod tournaments, like local tournaments and stuff like that. But a lot of those people are dying. That's why these people are creating these online leagues for teams to actually make money. Mm -hmm. Like they have the qualifiers. This is how much you win for qualifiers. If you qualify, then they'll pick the top eight teams or 16 teams, split them up in groups, and then they play for a group play for $5,000. But their buy-in is like $100 right. a team. It's just, it's it's so shitty how these, these companies and branding and all that stuff is taking advantage of like, these new up and comers that can actually grow and grow the comp like the just the competitive COD scene more, right? Like so it doesn't die out. It's dying out. It's gonna die out. Like when's the last time you've really seen a hundred k people watching a CDL? Not a lot. It's, it's not only even for, close. It's it's only for certain teams. Optic versus uh, LA Thieves. Like, they had over, like, two-something. But when it's, um, for an example, Paris versus Toronto Ultra, it's 50K. Yeah, yeah. They specifically watch only certain people. But if you had a huge open bracket, back-to-back -back games of the main stage, Bravo beat, like, Bravo, Alpha, like, Charlie and Delta, like how they did an AW because mm -hmm. they're streaming the brackets the open brackets they were streaming this semi-pro open bracket and they were streaming the pro bracket but they had all slot like there was always single like two slots or a single slot in the grouping for these open bracket people to fill in so they compete in the group right. for the next for day two and day three and then day three is like the main part that's where everyone combined it but they're, they're yeah. not they're not thinking about that and how they can really grow themselves in any way as possible. No, I feel like, it. I mean, to me, franchising, like I said, it just fucking killed it because it just killed everyone's vibe. It's impossible now, man. It's like, unless you're the best of the best, there's you have no shot. You know, back in the day, dudes like Pac-Man could play professionally. You know what I mean? That dude was trash. But he was still playing professionally. It was the same with Goonjar. Goonjar was not a good player, but he was a good team asset that kept the team together. Pac-Man, for example, he wasn't good, but he right. kept the team together. The, the, the sad part is, is that people make so much enemies to the point where 
you can't get picked up. Parasite, for an example. Fuck, when's the last time that guy's been on a pro team? I don't even know. I think, I, I mean, I think the problem now is, like, they're stacking teams so heavily. Like, Optic, for example, has four big egos on the team. Like, you Gashy. can't have four people with, with huge egos that think they're the best of the best on the same team. It's just not going to mesh. Yeah, because they have, who they have Scump, Formal, Dashy, and... Um, Envoy. Yeah, like, it. that's a stacked team. Then you got uh, 100 Thieves with Kenny, T8, like, TJ, Holly, and, like, them. But they have two... I think they just picked up Huke, too. Yeah, they just picked up Huke. So, and then Clayster, Krim, like... The only team I don't think that's stacked is probably Paris and Toronto Ultra. Like, they don't have stacked players. Which is weird because Toronto just won. They just won the major. Mm -hmm. And they weren't even fucking even close to, like, being a favorite to win the major. Like, Rocker probably should have won that, but... Yeah, like, it's so it's so irritating to see the cod community just drift away from the competitiveness into something that they know it's reliable and is consistent like they were consistent right now i think they're way more focused on earnings than they are anything else they don't care about you know who wants to watch the shit or whatever the case they just want a stable check and right now the franchise is you know offering them a staple check and it's just really frustrating man like from you know starting from black ops 2 when we really started getting into everything that's the that was the best way to run it dude there was no problems with that shit and now it's just i don't know man it's just virtually impossible to be able to play professionally unless you're the best in the world Mm -hmm. And, like, the pro points. No one does pro points anymore. They haven't done pro points since MW. Yeah. Like, uh... Pro points don't really matter. I mean... They haven't just... They haven't mattered since IW. I think they help you in challengers, but that's about it. Yeah, because, uh... Don't you have to have, like, a... No, it does go that way. Um, pro... Like, pro points are just... It's weird because you get 2K, you get the way they did it is that, so I think it's uh, 1,500 the first place uh, and 500 the second. And Uh they they get 2K pro points or something like that. I don't know how much pro points. I haven't played in the Challengers. I haven't played competitive Call of Duty in the last three years. So I don't know how they're doing everything. I just see and hear people just bitching about like the way they're putting their process in everything. It needs to be different, but I don't think it'll change. I think it's here to stay. Yeah, it won't change ever unless geez, unless they start actually realizing that teams are out there to actually grind for everything they want small teams big team like semi big teams just the process of everything in general it's nearly 
it's insane on what they're doing with it. That's why organizations now, they're building their content. They're building the content house. They're finding financial people. They're finding lawyers. They're finding investors. They're finding everything. Um, so they can produce themselves into something bigger as as League of Legends, for an example, CSGO. Like, there's more CSGO teams, and especially Valorant now. Valorant's a better processing keyboard or mouse game from, like, people that never made it pro in CSGO. They could make it pro in Valorant now. And their process of the way uh-huh. they're doing their tournaments is phenomenal because they have they have local teams, small teams, competing in these tournaments that you make money from and then you have the challengers league that is the bigger picture of how csgo does it Mm -hmm. so for keyboard and mouse people that play csgo valorant is the best place to go for just the competitive and winning money so you actually feel like you're doing something instead of grinding a game and playing these esa I don't know what they're calling it, but tournaments and just only getting a certain amount of clout or pro points to be in these um, open bracket type things and then get the offer into the pro scene or the semi-pro scene. But um, from that process, like that's why a lot of people are leaving CSGO. They're not doing anything in CSGO. They're not making it anymore. They're tired of the same game. And then Valorant comes along and Riot Games is doing an amazing job with Valorant on everything. And then they're going to get into the process of looking at the top 16 teams and starting a franchising there. They're going to franchise in there. No doubt. They're going to do the it's same thing. It's just so annoying, man. Like, everybody's so worried about... First of all, the I feel like if you're going to franchise it and you're going to charge, you know, this amount of money to, to put a team into the league... Yeah. I just don't understand why the prize pool doesn't get bigger. The prize pools for Call of Duty, I feel like, I mean, you're making more per major now, but you're not playing as many majors. You know what I mean? You used to play, you know, 30-something, you know what I mean, tournaments a year, and now you're playing, I don't even know what they are. I don't know how many majors there are in a year now, but, I mean, instead of one big tournament at the end of the year that everybody looks forward to, now you're more just making your money spread over time, but you have to win those majors. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's literally impossible. It's literally impossible to win those majors. That's why they need And right now, how they have it set up is so stupid. Like, this happened, I think, in the last stage of Call of Duty, where there's no roster locks. Like, you used to have, like, a... um, a, I forget what what it's called, like um deadline, right. basically, yeah, like a like a like a trade deadline, where you could trade your players, and then you, you, for the rest of the season you'd be roster locked, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and that's how it needs to be. You shouldn't play. You shouldn't be able to play. All right, so say Optic versus Hundred Thieves. Optic shouldn't play Hundred Thieves with one roster all stage, and then have to play a whole new roster in the major. But that shouldn't be allowed. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, because. League of Legends, it's forbidden. You have to wait until the season's done to make your trades. Like, it's Mm -hmm. literally forbidden to make any trades in the process. Like, you can sub people out, but that's that's different. And then 
instead of trading because a lot of people are trading like they were talking about it in this one podcast like they're they're sick of the trades you shouldn't be able to trade like it should mm-hmm. be forbidden the trade you have to stick with that team and then you make your trade at the end after majors right like i remember in the ghost scene of competitive call of duty they had a deadline <clears throat> they had a deadline to so they would play the first couple months and then i think it was january or february they had a trade trade deadline before rosters lock because that's when stage one stage two stage three of the tournaments to compete in and also for the pro scene to go to cod xp to have your seed you get first seed second seed third fourth fifth sixth etc right but right now the way they're doing it it's like they're just trading they're trading they're trading they're trading and it's it's unfair to people that keep their solid team because they're like this team is literally solid if we split them up it's not going to be like that because anything can happen in majors yeah anything could happen like toronto ultra and, like it's anything can happen in that process because well, if you just continue trading because they played whatever it's it screws up your team chemistry with that new player and then you're losing unless you're god squad like a fucking god squad for an example like optic like they they'll trade that one player that's not a good asset to the team but they have three solid veterans that will literally carry them they just have to carry their own weight during a 1v1 match and like anything else so with with that like agreement and argument and civil conversation with you explaining that and stuff like that i i think it's the most stupidest thing they could ever do in a process of a competitive Call of Duty esports environment, as well as anything else. You know, I mean, it's really dumb. For sure, like very, very dumb in my in my opinion. <clears throat> like I haven't been in the comp scene long, but I've been in it long enough to understand. And like I was always updated on everything. Like I had post notifications on for. The COD, the pro scene, the pro teams, the way they were doing it, bloggers that would blog about them, interviewers, like, it, it's insane how people are doing everything. And um, there's an, uh, Zuma, for example, he just retired. Zuma retired yeah. based on a hand uh, yeah, risk Yeah, and that's, that's a big one. That's a big loss. And uh, people were yeah, talking yeah. about it, like, what is New York? gonna do now like zuma was the asset of that team they it's it it sucks to hear that but like now they're screwed they made their trade like they already got their sub and stuff like that but then zuma was the asset of the team right and you know these what's weird is like these pros they don't they don't understand like how dead the community is now but like people like me who like play GBs and stuff like that constantly, bro? GB is absolutely dead. It's it takes hours to find a match. You know what I mean? When it used to be, you just get on and there's matches posted twenty four seven. You know, it didn't matter if it was five o'clock in the morning. There's going to be a match posted. Now you might have until like ten thirty to find a match, and then it's over. Because and even then, now. you're still yeah. They made GBs global because not enough people are playing it. 
nobody's playing, bro. CMG is dead. It's almost impossible to find wager matches. It seems like it's just every everything every chance for us to play is gone pretty much. Yeah, because it's Warzone is the best thing, but there's not a lot of turn. Like you literally have to research your tournaments for Warzone. Yeah, I it, feel like I feel like the only the only chance like regular Call of Duty players that are trying to make it have mm-hmm. is to play like uh, leagues that are hosted by random people on Twitter and so on and so forth. Or like because right now GBs are GBs used to be what we had for practice. Now we really only have league play. That's what we have for practice, and it's miserable. Like, like league play sucks. Yeah, like yeah, but find, I mean, I remember it feels so find... redundant. It just yeah we used to find scrims like 20 like literally we'll finish the scrim post be like we're looking for a scrim boom done it, yeah. it literally hasn't been the same for gbs since black ops 3 yeah no like black ops 3 and... was the last time that gbs were big well no that's that's false world war 2 world war 2 was what's... was another thing because they were still doing those local mlg uh, UMG, um, and... I'm pretty sure it was still the CWL in World War Two. It wasn't CDL yet. Yeah, it so was still... So the World League. Yeah. yeah, it was the World League, but they, they had their open brackets for smaller teams. Like... Yeah. And more regions were getting into it. EU, APAC, like... All those type teams. They were traveling, they were coming here, and then... They started doing, um, like, events where they would go to PAC, for an example, like Australia for an uh, event. They would have their Australian teams in there, which were garbage. I, yeah. I'm sorry I to feel say, like the pros even hate this shit. I feel like the pros don't even want it to be this way. No, they they hate it. I, I guarantee they hate it. And the, the fact process. that... The fact that scump like has gotten fined so many times for just like saying how he feels about a game or even like playing another game on stream he gets fined for this shit that's so dumb bro yeah i heard about that like i was looking at a blog and he was getting fined for certain things i'm like why because he's he's literally getting bored like i'm surprised he hasn't retired he's like he says i'm gonna grind until i can't grind no more that man's gonna retire soon. He's gonna get tired yeah. of like how everything's working. Um, COVID kind of screwed us on all that, so everything's online. Not a lot of people are hosting these land tournaments, so they have. Oh, to the host. next stage is actually on land again. So right, should... yeah. But I don't know. Like I don't know how they want to take this process in anything. It's so so like annoying. At times. I mean, it's it's depressing, dude. It's like, well, you have as a amateur Call of Duty player, you have nothing to strive for anymore. You might as well just stick to your day job, dude. Stick like, there's no way for you to make it. You stick to your day job, or you find a game, or you make content until you make it big. Yeah. And the best way and to it's, grow it's your miserable. content. Yeah, and the best way to grow your content is Fortnite because they have these cash cups tournaments 
and you place these top or you play in the uh, scrimmage or whatever and world league like the world cup of uh, Fortnite, and then you mm-hmm. either play warzone and you try to get into these big tournaments these small tournaments like how tommy's doing it tommy gave up tommy yeah. like said no nah, this is not the way i wanted it like in it probably in his head he's like this is not what i want because he was supposed to play for uh the royals and he's like no he just wanted to oh, continue streaming oh. hey i'm sorry jason i just hit a five on headshot <laughs> sorry i'm playing right now and i just hit play, a five on play well being on a podcast shot, fucking amazing smart <laughs> dude i just hit the that, nastiest that, clip that, i think i've ever hit in my life that's fucking phenomenal amazing multitasking right there <laughs> <laughs> fucking a boy Duh. but that's i mean you wouldn't have ever to- ever noticed until i said that no i'm nasty right now bro i'm shitting <laughs> oh my god okay we get it you're shitting we, we i'm just I, saying I think the fans i think the fans understand i'm currently shitting on the opposition boys <laughs> Boy, just saying. Just saying. Bro, oh, the amount of times you fucking zone out and your ADHD kicks in, you're like, ha ha. It's so dumb. It is, it is so, so annoying. Yeah, you're used uh, to you're, it, though. <laughs> yeah, too much. I'm too used to it. How's that? But, like, I zone out, but I don't stop talking. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. in my head, I just, I'm not really paying attention, but I'm paying attention. But I'm not really. You know what I mean? You're that's how I get away with you're like not paying attention. Yeah, that's how I get away. Like, get out of trouble with my girlfriend. Is like she'll be, she'll be talking and I listen, but I don't. I'm just so... make sure she's not. <laughs> so basically, when um, <laughs> have you have you seen that like TikTok when they play the sound and it's like this is why men are not multitaskers or whatever is yeah. like we're watching TV and we don't answer and stuff like that. Oh uh, dude. I, I don't know how many times I've watched that. Like the amount of times I've watched that TikTok with like certain people, it, it's funny because I laugh to it because it's so true. Yeah. And they, I mean, <laughs> like we're, we're, we're men. We're sitting on the couch. We just had a fucking long work day. We just want to watch oh. TV. <laughs> Well, it's not that we can't multitask. It's just that we don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why should I care? You do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me. You you know the answer. Like, why are you telling me that you're cold? You're the one that's cold. Why should I give a shit? Go get a blanket. <laughs> Put some clothes on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, relax. Why are you going to interrupt me in my time when you're the one that's cold? I'm not fucking cold. I feel fine. Like, you go get a blanket. You go get your jacket. <laughs> You get your. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just how I think, but it's like fuck. I don't know. You could you could be like, yeah, okay, come cuddle, but leave me alone. I'm watching my TV show. I record. Yeah, but no, this because morning. then if no, because then like if you come cuddle, then now I'm gonna be hot because your body heat. So then I'm not comfortable anymore. So then now yeah, it's not worth. Body it. heat is more fucking overheating than normal. And then when they join, they're actually warm. They're just cold skidded. Like their skin's cold, yeah. but they're actually their body temperature is warm. So it's just like it's so claustrophobic. 
it, it's so anxiety you're like oh yeah no no i don't like this i feel like a fucking furnace i feel like i'm dying in fucking lava type shit you pan yeah i mean i like to cuddle sometimes but it's got to be freezing dude that's the only time when i really enjoy it no nah, no nah, i cuddle in bed nah nah bro no, i do and i mean like maybe to start <laughs> yeah no like to start i might cuddle but like once I'm ready, like, I might not fall asleep yet, but, like, once I'm ready to go to sleep, get off of me. Like, don't touch me anymore. Get, in my, get no out of my spot. You. No touchy. No touchy. Don't touch me. Stop touching Seriously. me. Seriously. No, like, my girlfriend, I'll be cuddling with her, and then I'm ready to go to bed, dude. I'd, like, fling her off me, bro. Get away. Think. <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, when I fall asleep, dude, I just... When I fall asleep, I know I'm warm, so I just roll over. And then later on in the night, you wake up. Like, for example, you go to the washroom, you come back to bed. They're, like, full body slam on you. Like, boom. I'm, like, I just like I just woke up because I'm fucking heating, like, overheating. And I have to use yeah. the washroom. And you want to come over here and fucking cuddle on me? Like, come on. Like, I know you Yeah, no, I think, I think my biggest thing with my girl is that, like, I play most of the night practicing. Mm-hmm. And she's got the bed all to herself and she starfishes the whole fucking bed so then when i'm ready to get into bed i have to wake her up and she gets all pissed off and then she starts touching me and i don't want her to because i want to go to bed and then it's just a big cluster fuck <laughs> yeah it's like you have to go to bed with them at the same time or yeah, like you're like you were already them. sleeping go back to bed just get out of my spot that's all i was asking like you're all up in my side i only have two and a half inches we have a whole king bed <laughs> Like relax. <laughs> they they take everything, but no with my yeah like, everything money clothes cars <laughs> bed. You're going that extreme. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. She always wants to take my car. She's got <laughs> her own. It's your it. They like to smell you. They like to smell that cologne. Now <laughs> she's mad. I've been talking too much shit. <laughs> So now, now she's trying to like ask me questions and shit. <laughs> questions about what? They already. What know. are you talking about? What are you talking They're, about? What do you mean? They already know the answer. They just want to hear it so they can bitch at you. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like she asks me dumb shit that she doesn't really want the answer to, but when I do answer, then she gets mad at me and bitches because I, I, I give when you're her like, honest and wrong truthful. answer. Like when you're honest and truthful, and they're like. What the fuck? And they, they... like, yeah. Like, oh, you must not love me anymore. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Oh, that's us what they guys... say. Uh, oh, my God, you must not love me. Okay, but us guys are the worst. Yeah. We're we the are. worst. We're the I don't most... even know how they get it. We're, we're the worst overthinkers. For she said I'm sleeping on the couch. That's funny. Uh, I fucking take it. All right, peace. I go to that couch. Yeah, fine. Like, at least it'll be cold. <laughs> she just punched me, dude. No, but, like, it's it's true. Like, we we don't generally... We're simple guys. We're the most simple people in the world. Yeah, all I want to do is play my fucking game. That's it. Well, not that, but we're, we're simple to make happy. We're simple, we're simple but... When it gets yeah, to the like, you know what it is. <laughs> we come here, like... slurp on his dang line. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want. 
when I get and, home, I'm maybe like sloppy toppy. Hell yeah, <laughs> like that. If it ain't like that, I don't want it. Go to bed. <laughs> That's all I want from you. <laughs> huh. And then maybe sometimes, like, I, like I'll get all, like, lovey-dovey and I might want some kisses. That's it. <laughs> After they give you sloppy toffee? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's my dangling. Uh, yo, same. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why guys have a problem with that. You're swapping spit anyways. You're swapping yeah, no, the I same mean... saliva. Like, it's like you eating out a girl. It's the yeah, same well, process. It's weird how like some dudes will like literally brag about how they eat their girl's ass, but then like you won't kiss her after she sucks on your wing, bro. Like, like when you're going that's into part the of your body. Eye, like yeah, like like I know going... for sure most of these dudes don't wash their hands after they piss, and then they go eat a sandwich. Well, there you go. You sucked your own dick, dumbass. <laughs> you basically like, ate your own fucking balls. Ball juice, oh, nasty. Like a ball of sweat. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't wash my hands after I piss, anyway. So I'm just talking. To... No, it's my fucking, it's my dong, bro. Like, why? You know what I mean, well, it literally is a part of my body all day, bro. bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why am I gonna wash my hands after I touch it? That's whack. Well, you're at home. I, I would at like a public area because you don't know. Well, but, yeah, but I don't want to, like, touch shit that other people touch with dick that's, hands, so that's, you, that's, you wash your hands. That's why you Superman it sometimes. You yeah, I do that all the time. I, I Yeah, I don't even touch it. I, I just whip it out of my underwear. Like, but that's why I like wearing boxers, because it's got the little dick hole, dude. You just pull it through the dick hole and just let it rock. That e- easy access? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's always... It... <laughs> Hey, Jason, I'm going to make a whole entire montage just while we're doing this. I just hit a six, man. I, I just hate the matter of fact that you're playing a fucking video game and focusing on that, but still having a conversation and talking. I wouldn't be able to do that. Professional, boy. I, I know what you mean, in a matter of fact, too. As well as towards that conversation. Like, you could do, you're a multitasker. Me, I hyperfocus. I, I can't I can't do that. There's yeah. no way I can do that. Trust me, I know you still haven't done my last header. Yeah, because I've been focusing on other stuff like hyperfocusing. <laughs> like I I have a job. Like oh, dude, there's so much stuff, and it's just gonna be a process of everything. So, right. But, anyways, guys, we're gonna cut the podcast there. Special thank you to Kevin Prof for joining me on this very first podcast of roadrunners shout out to tenacity gaming also a huge shout out to as well to orion sectors uh go follow them on twitter uh they're making the biggest moves ever and we'll hope to see you guys on the next podcast next friday have a nice one